You are listening to KWVA Eugene. This is the Sunday Morning Hangover with Reverend Mark Time and my guest Gary Mollica from Pasadena and Milford, Connecticut. And Cleveland and San Francisco, Oakland, El Cerrito, and all points north, south, and east. Uh, Gary uh, comes up once a year to join me at the Scandinavian Festival, which is uh, the last night. It's tonight in Junction City. And uh, you might see us tramping around. Yeah, we'll be signing autographs right opposite the funnel cake uh, booth. And, uh, you know, you want to come by and say hi to us. And try some uh, fried dough but from one of the countries. Gary and I go way back uh, to uh, childhood teenage days in Milford, Connecticut, when we were uh, just running around buying $1 records. And, Actually, uh, back then it was 33-cent records. Dollar is inflation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gary ended up in Cleveland. I ended up in San Francisco. Why don't you tell uh, the people out there what you did in Cleveland and, and some of the bands you uh, hung out with in Cleveland? Oh uh, Well, it was an interesting time because I was a disc jockey back then. That was uh, back in my heyday, and my local bar bands were Perubu and Devo. But we had a really good scene back then with bands like Mirrors and... Uh, I actually got to see the Electric Eels live, but it was a, it was a good uh, for a while. I did uh, I did the roadie work for the legendary Pagans on their world tour, which was a show in Detroit and a show in Minneapolis. It was a good time, and the thing that was great was I was able to send all the stuff to the Reverend and uh, keep him up to date. And uh, at one point, uh, you left Cleveland and came out to San Francisco, and we formed a rock and roll band. We had too many rock and roll bands. Some of them were good. <laughs> and we were in the Jars in San Francisco, and then in Bow in San Francisco, and that other band, I don't even want to say whose name. The, ar- the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the artist. But back in Connecticut, we had Leak, we had the Columbian Fathers, yeah, yeah. And, and we uh, also had uh, Gail and the Packers. But enough memory lane. Gary had a song he wanted to play, and do you want to send this? Uh, Which one is this? This is the Tweaker Town song. Oh no! This this is to all my friends at the uh, Pasadena Record Swap, and this is called for no particular reason. This is for all you guys out in Springfield. <laughs> Everybody's got to go upstairs, Miss Lloyd, if they wants to go to bed. I don't want to. Look here. 
Will you go if I show you a brand new way how to go upstairs? How could there be a new way to go upstairs? Now you just watch. I went to the market for to get some beef. And beef so tough, and couldn't get none. I paid five dollars of a great big hog, and the hog so fat, and I couldn't get back. ever move. <laughs> I like to go upstairs that way. You sure learn fast. Now tomorrow, I'll show you some more steps. Good night, Miss Lloyd. Good night. Pleasant dreams. Now, honey, we're gonna go to bed. In far-off India, the voice of the tabla drum speaks with resonant rhythm. And the message is of love.
middle of listening to Corla Pandit. I know somebody at our party last night mentioned that they like when I play Corla Pandit. That might have been Lloyd from Swing Shift. So, and and I think that Lloyd was. Co- Lloyd called up and corrected me. He said Doc Severson was from Lincoln City, by the way. I wanted to get that out there. So and if anybody from Lincoln City is listening. Before that, we heard Mr. Bojangles and Shirley Temple go to bed. Well, not really. It was uh, Bill Robinson, was that his name? Yeah. Famous tap dancer from that movie. I think it was The Little Colonel where he shows Shirley Temple how to dance your way upstairs. And Helen and Dick Bouchard started out with Tweaker Town. Tweaker Town. But next we have a record that goes way back to myself and Gary Mollica's childhood. We had this record called England's Greatest oh, Hits. Oh, no, you're playing this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Is this the story of a young girl? Yes, and Gary and I used to love this because it was all about some young girl who was like so sweet and innocent. You know, you got to listen to the very last word. Kind of like, kind of like a Junction City girl, and she went and went to the city and got all Springfield. Yeah, she went to Springfield (laughs) and got all corrupted. So this is an old favorite of ours, and I want everybody to join in on the last word, okay? She left her neighborhood in which everyone was filthy rich. She left her parents home and strayed with a vagabond who made vows of love she'd never heard. And she believed his every word. She left no boarding address, just took her youth and happiness as with the boy she vanished in. The secret sweetness of their sin. A young girl, a young girl of sixteen, child of springtime, still green, lying here by the road. He told her love demanded space, so they roamed from place to place. 
Although she realized she'd sinned, she threw caution to the wind as she followed him around, while he slowly dragged her down. So overpowering was her love, that it had made a captive of the young girl's heart and soul and mind. In other words, love drove her blind. A young girl of sixteen, child of springtime, still green, flying here by the road. Too much emotion for a girl, she let her heart become her world. But worlds that God has never wrought fall asunder. We are taught, had she been wiser, she'd have known she couldn't feed him love alone. She should have known the day would come when he would quit her just for crumbs. He needed fresh new meat to carve and left her heart, soul, and mind to starve. A young girl, a young girl of sixteen, child of springtime, still green, lying here by the road. Dead.
I thought that was really cool. Yeah, did you think that was real cool? I thought that was real cool. He's got a <laughs> uh, vocal range that's about four notes. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was Lee Hazelwood on one of his uh, last records, uh, Cake or Death, doing what he calls the original version of Boots Are Made for Walking, which he wrote. La- last year at this time on my second annual show, Mark and I did a uh, nice uh, Lee Hazelwood set. And then uh, we played a lot of really good Lee Hazelwood things, and we got home and found out that he had just died. So uh, yeah, who, talk, who do you want to kill this week? I think I want to kill Eric Clapton this week. <laughs> oh, but what we? Oh, give me that list. Oh, you want the list? Yeah. What did we play before that? We heard Noel Harrison, a uh, young girl. I hope you all joined in on the last word, which was dead. dead. And uh, Corla Pandit, of course. What we're listening to now is a very strange record that I found, an autograph copy to Chuck. I love it when you buy an autograph record at a record store. It means that the guy, it meant so much to the guy that owned the record, that he had the autograph copy, he met the artist, that he sold it to a used record store. Either that or he died. <laughs> or the guy died. To Chuck, the art of Orlando, Orlando Bismarck. Believe me, folks, you're never going to hear anything like this record ever again. Here's some um, African-American gentleman playing Healy harp, a harp player. Not a blues harp, a Harpo Marx harp. Right, and this is out of Chicago on Haven Records. It says on it, uh, like, uh, what what, what era do you think that is, 1958 or something? looks like about 61, maybe. It says collector's item. And it is. (laughs) Try to find one. Now, what I love about this guy is that um, he does a song called He's My Guy. And where was that? Where was that dedication? I'm trying, you found a dedication oh, on this butter, record. Poor Butterfly, too. You talked about his guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't find it. I can't find the word. There's no words there. <laughs> There's no words there. <laughs> Anyways, he dedicates a song to his guy. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So, anyhow, anyhow, what makes this record great is not his heart playing, which is exquisite, but here, let me skip around. He sings. All right, check out his vocals, folks. This is really good. has sails that are made of silver. <laughs> the decks are trimmed with gold. Of jam and spice, there's a paradise in the hole. My ships aglow with a million. Wow, this is real good, huh, Gary? Hey, it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> in the words of my friend Reed, like watching paint dry. Hold on, he does Laura though. Hold on. And, uh... All right. I love this song. Laura. 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 Oh, you see, he's back to the harp. He's not singing. But, you know, speaking of Laura, there's a version of Laura that I really, really like. And I'm going to play it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is actually my preferred version of Laura by Leo D. Lyon. 
I'll never forget her. She used to sit out there on her veranda. Her big, fat veranda. Combing her black hair. Her long, black hair. That one long, black hair. Coming out of her left nostril with a beautiful red ribbon tied to it. What a provocative sight it was. Poor girl. One day she sneezed and she flogged herself to death. But I'll never forget her. You can't forget her. She's the girl that you always remember. A train that was passing through. Those eyes, those eyes, how familiar they seem! So beautiful and yellow, with a green stripe in the middle. She gave her 
kiss to you. Oh, it was a doozy. That was Laura. But she's only a Speaking of killing people on the air, another guy who died this week, Lou Teicher. That's right, Gary. Lou. How did I guess? Lou Teicher. And we're listening to High Fireworks with Art Ferrante and Lou Teicher. Ferrante and Teicher. Now, you might know them as Muzak uh, extraordinaire uh, duo pianists, but in their early days, they did prepared pianos such as this Flight of the Bumblebee. And you will be missed, Lou Teicher. I suggest everybody go to YouTube and look for some of those early uh, prepared piano pieces featuring Ferrante and Teicher. But what I really wanted to talk to you, my good friend Gary Mollica from Pasadena, was about dogs. Dogs? Dogs, yes. Dogs? Because you remember the movie Old Yeller, Old right? Old Yeller, yeah. Yeah, it was such a sad story, you know, boy and my his wife dog. My wife initially would refused to see it again because she said, he dies at the end. Yeah. Well, I have another dog story for you here. A shaggy dog story? No. This is, and I want all of you to listen very closely because this really is heartwarming. This is the story of a dog named Stains. <laughs> You know, I was sitting out on the porch the other night reminiscing about the good old days and how my grandson Bobby and I would finish up chores and mosey on into town. Heck, we were poor back then, but we loved window shopping. And I can recall how excited Bobby would get, especially when we stopped by the pet shop. You see, there was this one little puppy that he really took a hankering to. He'd look up at me and say, Grandpa, if that was my dog, I'd name him Stains, because that splash of white on his coat. Well, right then and there, I made up my mind that I'd get that little critter for Bobby. So the following morning, I cashed in the savings bond and brought the little mutt home. Well, darn it, I couldn't tell you who was happiest that day, me, Bobby, or that there dog. And them two were inseparable, why? You'd need a crowbar to separate those two. <laughs> and to this day, I can still hear that boy hollering after that dog. I can still hear him calling, calling out his name. at the hospital so back home you'd find stains on Bobby's bed and I'll never forget the day the dog called and gave us the bad news about Bobby 
Out of the core of my eye, I saw stains lift his sad little dog face from Bobby's pillow. Somehow he knew that Bobby was gone. And I swear to the good Lord that Stains was hearing Bobby calling out one more time from heaven. He just sort of smiled, crossed his paws like he was praying, put his head on the pillow, and passed away. <laughs> Come, Stains. Come, Stains. I still can hear him calling. Come stains, come stains, come stains. I still can hear him calling. Come stains, come stains, come stains.
Frankie Carlisle, his piano and his orchestra, with life at the top of the mark in San Francisco. That's, this is such a great cover, um, "Top of the Mark" by Frankie Carlisle. If you ever see this record, it comes with uh, well, gorgeous views of San Francisco, a la 1958. Yeah, 1958. They even have a forward by newspaper man Herb Kane. Beautiful, beautiful cover with it. It's like an 12-page booklet or something. It's like a little travelogue. And Gary and I spent lots of time in San Francisco, didn't we, Gary? Didn't we? We left our something there. <laughs> yep, all those rock and roll bands, and now we're just officially old farts. <laughs> Why not, huh? But we're old enough to enjoy ourselves. You're listening to the Sunday Morning Hangover with me, Reverend Mark Time, and my friend Gary Mollica from Pasadena. Any more shout-outs? You got any friends you want to say hi to? I think I carried them all, but uh, we still got 20 minutes. If I think of somebody, I'll just interrupt a song to do it. Don't you have a friend in Hawaii you wanted to say hi to in Hawaii? No. Who's that? I don't know. There's a place called Hawaii. Oh. No, I already said hi. (laughs) Now, my Hawaiian friends, I already said hi to my Hawaiian friends. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. <laughs> A la Sammy Baldwin or Bobby Who, Bittman. Bobby Bittman from SCTV, which we've been watching. All right. Uh, one of the songs that I've been torturing Gary with is, uh, well, we've been talking about Roxy music. And, you know, I play a lot of Roxy. And usually around this time in the set, I start playing some rock and roll. So uh, there's some Roxy music songs that never made it onto album. And one of our favorites is this one.
to jazzercise, warm up, and stretch out those beautiful muscles of yours. So put a smile on your face, put your feet wide apart in second position, take a breath, now with the right arm. All right, Swing Gary, you ready? I think I'm ready. One, This exercise is way too much for me. I'm out already. I'm with. This is more jazzercise by Judy Shepard Missit. The, the real reason I, I put this on was. Live radio. There's a great track I wanted to play for my friend Vicky on side two. One, two, three, four. Is it four? One, two, three. No, track five. One, two, three, four. Pardon. Come on, you can do it. Touch it. Four. For him. Oh, yeah. Now it's time. Hey, I'll out. In. Stretch it up. All right. I think this is it. Stretch it up. One more time. Touch it forward. Stretch it way overhead. Take it back. Standing. Move it. I apologize. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. This is for you, Vicky. That's enough of that. Uh, let's play something a little bit more scintillating. Se eu troco o que não me dá visita. 
Gary, what is this? Is world music? This, yep. is, this is the beat of the one, the one world generation. We're all the same. We're listening to like uh, rocked versions. I can't even read the writing here. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Okay. We heard. Well, this is of course the Everly Brothers doing "So Sad." And is this Italian from the Italian CD? No, I think this, this is from that Japanese uh, one or okay, something. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> but we all also heard. Did you start with? Uh, Pajama-rama? No, it started with Suspicion. Okay, that was Suspecto from Terry Stafford doing his version in uh, Italian. And then we heard Los Profatos doing Lupe versus El Baron Rojo into the Everly Brothers. Of course, which is uh, Snoopy the, versus the Led, Red Baron. The Led Baron. The Led Baron. <laughs> but before we go here on The Hangover, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all the phone calls. This is the Sunday morning Hangover with Reverend Mark Time. Gary Malika, thank you very much for coming it's up. It's always a pleasure. We'll do this again next August. Yeah, and it will be a annual event. Don't forget, we will be signing autographs in front of the Able Skiver uh, stand today. Up in I the... thought it was the funnel cakes. Well, that too. Maybe the elephant ears. Yeah, we will be in line, the 45-minute line for Able Skivers at the Junction City Scandinavian Festival, which is happening through the rest of the day. Enjoy. You know, I was thinking about... You know, um, Obama the other day. And, yeah? And it might kind of go like this. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. How you feel, brother? You feel good? Mr. President, now that you're elected, what will you do? Always my mama. What will this country be like with you as president? We're going to have a fun, good time. Have you any other statements? I love you, baby. The president is just leaving. Wait a minute. An emergency has just come up. The president's car has been stolen. You repeat, the president's car has been stolen. We take you now to the White House parking lot. I'm here with the parking attendant. Mr. Nixon, didn't you used to be in politics? What happened? Some people some But why are you here parking cars? Nobody wants you when you're down and out. With me now is the new head of the FBI, Superfly. What kind of car did the president have? One of a kind. In order to solve this case, is there anything you need to know about the car? When they roll around and circle. We return you now to the White House. We're back at the White House with the president. The vice president seems to be having a problem at the gate. You know me, man. I was him. Let me in. The president is shouting something to the vice president. Hey, you! And the vice president is shouting back. There's no me without you. Here with me now is John Shab. Mr. Shab, can you describe the man who stole the president's car? He's a jack of all trades and a master of none. You mean it was the vice president? I knew there was something funny about that dude. He's the funniest worm in the world. Well, now that the case is solved, time to get down, down. It's 
so long since we took the time. No one's to blame, I know time flies. 